Welcome on in, guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome on in, YouTubers. If you're watching this on the YouTube, I hope you hit that subscribe button. I hope you hit that like button. I hope you leave a comment with your thoughts below and hit that bell notification button. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review. I love five-star reviews, and I'll give you a shout-out on Instagram, especially if you leave your handle in the review. Always love the love. Okay, so like I was telling you guys on the Instagram, I'm doing a Halloween Kills watch party on Friday night with a few friends. I'm inviting them over. Um, gonna have the rosé ready and prominent for them to all be drinking, but I also crafted like a few fun cocktails I've been practicing today. Um, this is like a botched version of what the actual cocktail, or actually it seems to be getting a little better. Um, but I'm calling this cocktail the goodbye Kyle. Cause we're obviously going to watch Kyle get killed in the new Halloween kills movie. So this is my, I'm tonight I'm sipping some of my goodbye Kyle cocktail, which was made with some no filter rosé. There is some no filter rosé in this cocktail. It's pretty, it's purple, it's got gin and it's just like a cute vibe. Mm. <sighs> yummy. Wow. That's actually really yummy. Sorry, I've been crafting them up and like trying to make them delicious. Thank you so much, Tina Marie. All right. How is everybody doing tonight? Ooh, I am getting sweaty. I hope everybody is enjoying their Thursday or Friday, whatever day you're listening to this. We had the explosive Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. So I think overall, hi, Wit. Oh my God, thank you guys for the badges. Thank you so much, Tina Marie Bells, for the three badges. And thank you, Yennefer Marquez, for the one badge. Thank you guys. Love you. Appreciate you. Udabomb.com. Okay, I would give this week's first reunion an 8 out of 10. Um, I think it's gr- I think it was a great reunion. I think it was... I mean, for the first part of the reunion, I was like, we're probably not going to get into much Erica stuff. We're probably not going to get much tea. But I was pleasantly surprised with what we got from the reunion. Um, Those of you that were watching live with me, I did go on Instagram and watch the reunion and react to it live. So that does exist on the at NoFiltsWithZach Instagram account. But interesting, seven and a half. That's close to my rating. I gave it an eight. I thought it was good. We had some drama. We had some tension. We had some mending. We got some Erica beef at the beginning and at the end we got a little bit of Kathy like I don't know what else we could have missed I don't know what we missed that could have made it like a nine or a 10 for some of you guys I think it was a good start great reunion probably one of the best we've had in a minute um I think Erica really here's where you're gonna drag me get ready um so Erica gave people I think everything that we've all been asking for and what we've all been wanting for and it was within the first like five minutes of the reunion and I thought that it was great she acknowledged the victims she was honest she was um or at least honest as she could be in that situation and I think you know she really delivered I know some people are going to hate that and they're going to hate me for saying that, but I think she did. I know a lot of people had issues with her saying alleged the, uh, the things that Tom allegedly did or the alleged victims. I know people were upset with that. Um, I feel like it's kind of, you know, an impossible situation where it's like, we want her to talk about the victims, but then it's never good enough for her talking about the victims or we want her to be mad at Tom, but it's never enough being mad at Tom. We want her to, you know, be honest, but then she's honest and we think she's lying. Like, There is no, she's really in an impossible situation. So I wasn't expect, I came into it with an open mind, but I expected everybody to hate her regardless. Like they were going to hate her going into it and they were going to hate her coming out of it. So drag me all you want. She has to say alleged. The reason she didn't say alleged at the beginning of the season and the reason she started to say alleged towards the end of the season is because this was all breaking in real time. So as she said, her lawyers did want her to leave the show, but she said she had nothing to hide. I don't remember where I said this. I think I said it on the Doms Who Dish podcast. I taped it this week. I don't think it's come out yet, though. But I said it there. I was like, a guilty person runs and hides. And that's why we don't see any of the motherfuckers that worked at Girardi Keys coming out and saying anything. You don't see any of them acknowledging the victims either, but nobody's putting their hand to the fire. A guilty person runs and hides. And a guilty person doesn't go on a reality show. I mean, unless they're wildly so egotistical that they just don't even have a lens of reality or, you know... <sighs> anyway, that's neither here nor there for Erica, but like... I think that somebody that is 
embarrassed and guilty and trying to like save face is going to go hide under a rock with their shell account with their offshore bank account and they're going to sit on that money and they're going to find ways to hide that money further erica's not doing any of that so that's why i'm kind of like okay i'm listening to her i'm trying i'm going to see where this goes and the more we dig the more i'm finding less and less that's incriminating for her and again as we know she hasn't been charged criminally with anything but i think you know it's not uncommon for her to use the term alleged because if she says victims or if she says Tom's crimes or whatever the case may be, if she owns up to that, you see how people are already coming her coming for her civilly, you know, in a civil lawsuit, they're coming for her. Could you imagine what the what they would try to tackle on criminally if she, you know, incriminates Tom in any way, like incriminating Tom further incriminates her. Everyone already thinks that she's guilty. So, you know, it's an impossible situation. Um, I think, you know, everyone's coming after her. If she doesn't say alleged at this point, I think the people that are already coming after her and trying to sue her will only come even harder. Um, We have the whole Dorit Garcelle beef, which I know a lot of people are very heated about. There's the Rinna versus Garcelle stuff. I have to say I was really disappointed in Garcelle at this reunion. Um, You're probably going to hate me for saying that as well. But I thought Garcelle was being a little calculated by throwing down that she had heard that Lisa Rinna had said that she didn't like that Garcelle brought race into this. But she didn't tell us who it came from. She didn't tell us where she heard the information. She didn't have any receipts to confirm the information. Nor did she have any receipts to confirm that Lisa Rinna had actually said this. And if she did, she didn't expose it. Like, this is the reunion. This is where you come with receipts. You bring a binder. You bring the printout of the text messages. Like, you bring it all at the reunion. This is where you go, and this is where you go hard. And I've openly said, I like Garcelle. I really liked her last season. I really liked her going into this season. I thought she was very shady. I didn't like how she was very shady her confessionals but wasn't willing to say anything to anybody's faces necessarily with exception for Lisa Rinna but I thought her throwing that card down was very calculated because there was no merit behind it there was no evidence underneath it there was there wasn't anything else other than I heard this and it was a big accusation to make um I also think it's hypocritical that she is trying to hold Rinna accountable all this entire season. And then she's like, you know, I can't trust Rinna. But then she goes and blindsides Rinna with an allegation like this at the reunion with no proof. It's all hearsay. It's all gossip at this point. It's all I heard somebody say this and that's why I was mad at you. And Lisa Rinna's like, that's bullshit. That's not why you were mad at me. You have other reasons to be mad at me for, but that's not the reason you're mad at me. You're throwing that dart because you're losing your argument. You don't know what else to say at this point, which is unfortunate because I didn't expect that from Garcelle. And this does look like she was being very calculated. It was a game of chess. It was a very Lisa Vanderpump move to make at the reunion. Um Especially since just last year at the last reunion, at the season 10 reunion, she dragged Kyle for doing the exact same thing to her last season with the the children's hospital donation, where she's like, Kyle blindsided me by saying I didn't make a donation. Yet here you are getting upset with Kyle and holding Kyle accountable and then, you know understandably bringing race into that. And I think that was a very authentic experience for her to bring it into the conversation and to have that dialogue with Kyle, which we had earlier in the season. But then you can't go and flip-flop in the next reunion and pull the exact same tactic that you were upset about and tried to hold Kyle accountable for doing this season with Lisa Renna. So, and then, you know, yet she wonders why she doesn't feel like she's meshing with the group. She doesn't understand why the group isn't as open armed as she would like them to be yet she continues to do stuff like this she you know holds kyle's hands to holds kyle's feet to the fire and names her goldfish after kyle and Doree, and then doesn't understand why kyle and Doree aren't the most welcoming to her or aren't embracing her even further which i don't know how they could could have embraced her any further throughout this season i thought they were all very nice to her they threw the birthday party that came up as well i was very disappointed in garcelle i normally do really like garcelle um i know a lot of people especially the people that really like erica or that really support erica or big erica stands they don't like Garcelle. I've always been open that I like I like Garcelle. I, I've never really had an issue with her, but I started to just see things that made me kind of tilt my head. I'd be like, mm, that felt like a calculated move. And then she goes on Watch What Happens Live right after the reunion and continues to double down on all of this. And I'm like, 
Especially because, well, and then we get into the Dorit stuff and there's the whole thing where she's like, oh, Dorit, you won't let it go. When can we move on? You won't let it go. Yet all season long, she wouldn't let it go up until the final episode of this season. She continued to drag out the Denise beef with Rinna. And then all of the sudden, Lisa Rinna's like, why are you getting upset with Dorit when you literally drag out, drug out the entire Denise stuff for the entire season? And she's like, well, I'm dropping it. And Rena's like, are you? And she's like, yeah, as of right now, I'm dropping it. Over a year later, we're finally dropping it. So how are you upset with Dorit for dragging out an issue that you think is non-existent when yet you've been dragging on this issue that you've had with Lisa Rinna that involves Denise Richards and doesn't even involve you? And then you wonder why you and Lisa Rinna aren't that close. And yet you have the audacity to say you don't trust Lisa Rinna. I mean, granted, Lisa Renna does have a questionable track record, and maybe you should be a little weary with Lisa Renna. I understand having reservations and, and holding your trust, but at the same time, don't then do the same exact bullshit. Yeah, exactly, I am reader. Let Denise fight her own battles. And what did Denise do? Denise ran away. Denise wasn't even on this season. Garcelle kept pressing it and Denise ran away after threatening to sue the network, after threatening to not show up at the reunion if Brandy was there, after not showing up at the finale party because Brandy was there. Like Denise played her own game. Denise had her own deck of cards and she played it the way she wanted to play it. She doesn't need Garcelle to come in and defend her. Yet Garcelle continues to be that, that you know, social justice warrior fighting for Denise. Denise isn't even on this season. Let the mouse go. So um, then there was the other point, like, I hate that I'm getting down on Garcelle, but I was just really disappointed in Garcelle's performance in this episode, because then there's the whole thing about her bringing up Denise returning on Watch What Happens Live and her saying that, whoa, oh, well, I think Denise will come back, but somebody's going to have to go. And then Andy's like, is that person's initials LR? And then at the reunion, Garcelle's like, well, I didn't say Andy, you're the one that said, are the initials LR? And Andy's like, but wasn't that who you were implying? And she's like, yes, that's who I was implying. And Andy's like, then what's the issue? Why are you trying to throw me under the bus for this? Like, what's the issue? You literally were implying Lisa Rinna. I clarified that, but you're the one that threw that statement out there. And then Denise Richards went on to say that she never even said that. So Garcelle goes and watch what happens live, shades the ladies, goes to the press, says that they're all ganging up on her, says that nobody wants to include her. And yet I just it, to me, it's all double standards. It's all double standards. It's all very calculated. I think it's gone based off of the reception from what she's seen from fans. They don't like Lisa Rinna. They don't like Dorit. They don't like Erica. So that's where her alliance lies is against them because that's where the fans are or that's where the loudest fans are. So I was disappointed. Um, and I know a lot of people are mad at Dorit for raising her voice at Garcelle. Isn't the reunion where you typically raise your voice at people? Like, I feel like if Dorit didn't try to address her, her like issues with Garcelle or the shaded behavior, then people would be like, oh, Dorit's boring. Dorit's uninteresting. And yet Dorit's the one that made part one of the reunion the most interesting because that seems to be all people are talking about. So, yeah. And I just want to say to all the Sutton fans out there who said that she's the reason that you're watching this reunion, I hope you enjoyed all two seconds of her appearance this week on the reunion. Just going to say that. Okay, sorry. Maybe she had like three or four seconds. But, you know, you were watching for all four of those seconds because you said you weren't watching for Erica. You were watching for Sutton. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you re-watched those four seconds over and over. Kyle was quiet at the reunion. I think she was trying to play it safe. I think she's always trying to play it safe. That's that's Kyle. That's Kyle. Um, Hugh text girl. I didn't care that. I don't care. The Dorit yelled with the pitch annoyed the shit out of me. I don't care that she yelled. Okay, so the pitch of her voice is what upset you. Okay, I know a lot of people on Twitter are just upset that she raised her voice at all to Garcelle. Um, Crystal was actually defending Doree and it seemed like she was also kind of defending Lisa, like she was defending her side of the couch. Um, and I know people have gotten mad at Crystal cause I've listened to interviews that she's done and I've heard them talk about how 
or I've heard her talk about how people have been on top of her because she's not defending Garcelle a lot more. And as a person of color, she should be aligned with Garcelle a lot more. And I know she kind of took a bit of offense to that because she's like, why? Like, why am I being dragged into this as well? But she seemed to be defending Dorit in this reunion. Um. I mean, I guess that, that tells you where her allegiance stands. Kyle didn't take any teams. Kyle didn't do anything. Kyle's like, I'm not getting in the middle of this one. I'm not going there. Rena went hard and then had to do the whole, oh, I love you, Garcelle. I love you. Ooh, give me hugs. Give me kisses. Let's, you know, let's pull a Denise and Brandy and scissor each other later moment. Which, I mean, at this point, when you accuse Lisa Rinna of being a racist, like she has to go above and beyond to make up for that, to try and counter that accusation, which is a really strong accusation. And from what I've seen, the behavior that I've seen presented by Lisa Renna, I don't believe that she's racist. Um, I will say that confidently. Um, part two of the reunion looks like we get a lot deeper with the Erica stuff. I know um, it looks like we're getting a lot more of like her anger and frustration with Tom. The impression I got is that we're going to get more into the marriage stuff. Um, but it's like there's the point where she, you know, she's breaking down and she's getting emotional and she's talking about like, why did you leave me like this? Why did you leave me with all these lawsuits? Like, you know, why did you leave me in this position? I mean, to be fair, she left him, but it'll be interesting to watch how that all plays out tomorrow. Yes, can't throw around the term racist. Well, it's interesting because to that point, though, um, there was somebody that I was talking to in the DMs earlier, and he and I have shared differences of opinions all season. And I actually kind of appreciate when people aren't nasty about it, but like we can have an open dialogue and see different perspectives and opinions and have a conversation about it. I appreciate that. I find that refreshing. I think that that's healthy. However, he came to me and he's like, I was disappointed in Garcelle too. He's like, you know, I love Garcelle and Sutton and I'm always trying to like drag you, but I was disappointed in Garcelle as well. And I was like, really, why were you disappointed in her? And he, I was like, he was like, because she didn't have any like basis to her argument. She threw out an accusation that really carries a lot of weight, but didn't have a lot of merit behind it. And he's like, that's like, you know, you and I, we disagree and we have, you know, we are polar opposites on certain issues. However, that's as if you were going to then say that I'm coming at you, meaning him coming at, at me. And then I, my response would be, oh, you're coming at me because I'm a person of color and I'm gay. So therefore I think you're homophobic because you're coming at me when the argument has nothing to do about nothing to do with that necessarily. Um, and so I know I've kind of been dragged in some of those things before as a person of color, as a, you know, person that's part of the LGBTQ community. You know, I've got the double whammy minority card, um, and I understand that that, you know, and, and, and I, I kind of agreed with that. I was like, you're right. That's as if I were to throw down that card when it had nothing to do with the conversation that we're having. And it's very easy to do that. I'm not saying that that's what Garcelle's doing, but I think that that does happen a lot more often than we're willing to admit to ourselves. And I think it's unfortunate because it dilutes the true argument of homophobia or racism. You know, it doesn't give true credit to like when somebody actually is being racist or homophobic, because both of those things are, they, there's a, um, an ele a deeply embedded element of discrimination. There's a deeply embedded element of fear. That's where the phobia comes in, homophobia. Um, and I think that there are other, there's the discrimination, there's the hatred, and there's the fear. And I think those are three core elements of racism and homophobia. And we need to be careful when we throw out accusations like that, because if they don't hold the racism, the, discri the the discrimination, the the fear and the hatred, then that's not, I mean, I understand that it's, it's very layered and that there are microaggressions. Like I understand all of that, but we have to be very careful as to not throw that out too loosely because then when we do, we, you turn people off at the same time. You know, you also are like, oh, well, you know, if you're considering this racism and then somebody that's actually using the n-word in a derogatory word in a derogatory way towards a person that's black you know those don't hold the same weight you know and then people don't take it just it gets messy you know what i mean 
And so I think we just have to be very careful with that. Because like, I know I've been put into situations where I remember there was one point where I made a joke that was in poor taste um, about how I looked like a lesbian. And I I said something and this was years ago, years ago. um, And I was like, oh, and I made like an in poor taste joke saying, oh, well, just call me Chaz. And then somebody responded to that. And they were like, that's very transphobic of you to say. And I corrected them. I said, hold up. First of all, you're not a trans person, so you can't necessarily insert yourself into that conversation if you're not a a person that's trans, number one. And number two, that's not transphobic. It was a joke that was in poor taste. It was a joke that was insensitive. And those are the words. Like, if you're going to reprimand me, then say that my joke was in poor taste and it was insensitive. Don't say that it was transphobic because there's no fear, there's no discrimination, there's no hatred towards anybody within the trans community. And I won't tolerate that. So if you're going to hold me accountable, hold me accountable properly and don't make big baseless accusations like that because that's not real and that's not based in the truth and I'm not going to play that game because that's a big card to throw at me and we had a conversation about it and I think that we need to be more careful about when something is insensitive then we say hey that was insensitive not that was racist or if we have an experience that we feel like is hurtful to us then we need to say hey this was hurtful to me and this is why And then have a conversation about that. But just throwing out these blanket terms that are big terms that are getting people's lives canceled and losing their jobs over this. Like, that's not to say that we shouldn't hold people accountable. We should absolutely hold people accountable. I'm sure some people are listening and they're going to take my words out of context. Whatever, I'm saying them. Um, But what I am saying is we just need to be very careful with the weight of the words that we use and the things that we're saying. Bottom line. How did you guys feel about the reunion? Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, by the way. Um, Laud Devani, the yelling at Garcelle and calling her a bully was a microaggression. Erica yelled at Sutton and threatened her continuously, and Dorit stayed silent. Um, I don't remember Dorit staying silent necessarily. I remember she kind of backed up Sutton at that um, at Kathy's house when she said that she does believe that Sutton had a point in saying that their names could be dragged into the bre- into the press. Dorit did bring that up. Um, I understand that the. the I think when it comes to microaggressions, it's very there's um, the lines are very blurred, you know, because I think I understand the intent doesn't always mean that, you know, if you int- if you don't intend for it to be a microaggression, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a microaggression. I just think microaggressions are also very loosely used as well. And the thing is, we can have conversations about microaggressions. Absolutely. We can say, hey, this felt like a microaggression. Where, you know, let's have a conversation about this. Where were you coming from? Because this is this was my reaction to it. And this is how I felt. And this is my experience in the world. And this is why what you said hurt me. Or upset me, which was very valid when Garcelle brought it up to Garcelle at the top of the season about the children's hospital, um, the children's hospital donation. Um, Do I think that, you know, Garcelle or do I think that Doree calling Garcelle a bully was a microaggression? I I understand that my opinion may not be may not carry as much weight because I'm not a person that's black. But at the same time, I I still stand true in the sense that I think when it comes to racism and microaggressions, like context does matter. And if there wasn't any um, intention of discrimination, if there wasn't any um, hatred or fear like those, the, the context does matter because it goes back to the the example that I was going back and forth with, with the, the man in my DMs where he's a straight white male. And I can say, oh, you disagreeing with me. That makes me feel like you as a straight white male is invalidating my opinion as a person of color or as a person that's gay. But that that not, that isn't necessarily what he's what his intention is. And by throwing that out there and by saying that's a microaggression, you're wrong without having an open dialogue and a conversation about that. That doesn't give him an opportunity to learn. And that also doesn't give me an opportunity to understand the opposite experience. And it's important that I also understand the opposite experience so that I know how to approach it moving forward. It's it's. I need to understand why this straight white man, where this straight white man is coming from so that I can understand, you know, where his train of thought is coming from. And we can have a conversation about that and we can learn from each other. Because if I just shut him down, if I just say, oh, no, you're wrong and I'm right because I happen to be a minority, then 
How am I furthering the conversation? How am I teaching this man that what he's doing is wrong if what he's doing is wrong? And I'm sure there are plenty of opportunities where I can be wrong as well. And we have to be willing to own that. And we have to be willing to have those conversations and have that open dialogue. And unfortunately for me, I just happen to not be afraid of falling on the sword and looking like an idiot and saying the wrong thing and hoping that as an example, people can learn through my mishaps. It's how I've always been. It's how I will always continue to be. I will continue to fall. I will continue to slip up. I'll continue to say ignorant, stupid things, not intentionally, not because I want to hurt anybody, but because I'm human and I'm willing to do that in a public forum. That way we can all learn through it as well. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm saying I'm learning too. I'm saying we're all going through this together. And the more we learn together is by having dialogues and open conversations and not by dismissing people with these big, bold terms. I don't think I do. Do I think that Garcelle is a bully? No, I don't think Garcelle is a bully. Um, Did I like that Dorit raised her voice to Garcelle? I mean, I didn't love it, but I don't think that it was, you know, in any way trying to diminish Garcelle's experience or existence in this world, especially in her experience or existence on that show. I think Dorit happens to be a lot closer and has a much deeper relationship with Erica because they've been on this show together and they've had a lot more time to become friends. Garcelle is still new to the group. I don't think that a lot of these behaviors towards Garcelle are necessarily because she's a person of color. I think it's because she's newer to the group. Fuck, somebody's going to cancel me for saying that at some point, I'm sure. But are you drinking water so that you can be sober? Because I am. Um, I'm, I've only had like two sips of alcohol. I haven't had any more because the conversation got really deep, really fast. Um, learning and growing is a part of life. Yes, I agree. Um, that's awesome. You're right. Talk issues out. That's how we all grow. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, I thought that when Garcella dressed race at La Quinta and she handled it beautifully, but she dirties it when she plays the race card. Um, I thought the way it was handled in La Quinta was a great opportunity for, you know, obviously we saw Dorit put her foot in her mouth. We saw Kathy put her foot in her mouth. And then we saw Crystal and Garcelle come to the table with their experiences. I thought that was a beautiful moment because we really got to learn through that in a way that was organic and it didn't feel forced. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Do you think Erica is a bully? Um, that's another really big term. I think bullies, um, are people that, so how, let's start with, with, with defining the terms. Okay. So I would consider somebody that is a bully, somebody that maliciously, intentionally, and, and continuously preys on people that are weaker than them. Um, usually bullies have some type of insecurity and they're trying to project that onto people that they see as lower or beneath them. Are there elements of bullying in Erica? I think so. Um, but I don't see her behavior as being pers- Well, I guess, well, no, I don't see her behavior as being persistent I don't consider her a bully. Has she bullied people on the show? Yes. I believe there have been instances where she has bullied people, but do I define her as a bully overall? No. Um, And to that same point, to the point about Garcelle earlier, I don't think Garcelle is a bully, nor do I think, nor have I seen Garcelle necessarily bully anybody on the show either. Um, But when it comes to Erica, I think people also throw the term bully around. I think Dorit was wrong when she labeled Garcella bully. And I think that, um, I don't know if I necessarily agree that Erica is a bully. Is she mean and can she be intimidating and can she, you know, put people down? Yes. Um, I think when it comes to Sutton, it's a little different because it's not like she just started picking on Sutton randomly. Like Sutton started you know, saying a lot of things about her life. Sutton Sutton started calling her a liar. Sutton started saying things that could really implicate her legally or put her in a bad position legally that I understand Erica reacting in a way that was large. You know, did I like how she reacted to Sutton? No, not at all. I don't condone that behavior. I don't like the way she spoke to her. Um, But I think a bully is somebody that consistently likes to prey on people that are more vulnerable. I haven't necessarily seen that in Erica necessarily. Has she had moments where she snapped at other people? Yes, but they've always been in response to something that has happened. She plays dirty for sure. 
I love Dorit's look the best. I loved it too. I just didn't think it was appropriate for the wedding. Um, I'm sorry, appropriate for the reunion. Um, if you had to choose one, if you had to choose uh, one of the cast to be let go, who would it be? Not who you dislike, but who should go first? Oh yeah, I would never pick somebody that I dislike because I think everybody brings something interesting to the show. And here's where I have to be honest. If I had to pick one person, I would say maybe Dorit would be the one to let go. And you guys know how much I really love and adore Dorit. But I think in terms of who brought the heat, I mean, I was disappointed in Rinna's performance this season because I feel like she's really brought it in the past. And this season, season she kind of took a, a backseat. Um, I think Kyle took a backseat as well. But Kyle's still an OG and Rinna still always stirs the pot. Like Rinna always does has like a hot and cold season. So... I would actually keep Brenna. I would keep Erica. I would keep Kyle. I would keep Garcelle. I would keep Sutton. I would keep Crystal. If I had to pick somebody, I would say the only person to possibly demote or get rid of would be Dorit. And I hate saying that because I love Dorit and I want to watch her on the television show for years to come. But I think she's the one that has delivered the least this season. So... That's how you know I always try to stay objectively because you know how much I love Doree. And yet here I'm saying if I had to pick someone, I would pick Doree. Everyone took a backseat. It was Erica's season. Um, I don't think everyone intentionally took a backseat. I think their scenes were all just cut. Erica is softer on the inside than she, than she lets people see. That's why she reacts harshly at times. The tough exterior is a protective measure, just my opinion. That's an interesting take. I think that's a position Erica would agree with herself. Okay, let's look at the questions. Let's do a quick couple quick bad shout outs. I'm sure I lost a lot of people. <laughs> Thank you, your girl Mar for the two badges. Thank you, Real View Property Photography for the badge. Your girl Mar, I hope the baby is doing well. I'm sending so much love to you. It's good to see you back in the live chat. We've missed you so much and we're so happy to see you back. Chrissy37x always coming in with those hot badges, girl. Thank you for the three badges. Love you, babe. Love you, Chrissy. K Smiley K, K Smile K, K Smiley K. Thank you for the two badges. I hope you're smiling tonight, girl. I hope you're you have some no filter rose with you or possibly a cocktail and you're living it up on this Thursday night. Colleen Brick, two badges. Thank you, Colleen. Look at you shining in that profile pic. Aussie Berry. I love me an Aussie Berry. I think are you is Kiwi a term that we use? Is Kiwi still an appropriate term to use? Um, I hope that's not an offensive term, but Aussie Berry looking fly in your profile pic, girl. Thank you for the badge. Love you guys. Love you, love you, love you. The ca the fashion was kind of weird and all over the place. I agree. I agree. Um, you're so good at what you do. That's very sweet of you. Thank you, This the, the crew. Pineapple. Ooh, you're drinking pineapple. Ooh, somebody's trying to get laid this weekend, Giselle. Fashion was off and so was their makeup. Yeah, I didn't love any of the fashion or any of the makeup. Dorit's makeup was nice. Why won't it let me buy badges? I don't know, Tay. I don't know. You have to tell Instagram. Sailor Easton's in the house. What's going on, Sailor Easton? Mm. This is actually really yummy. I'm very impressed with myself. I think New Zealand is Kiwis. Oh, maybe. I might have fucked it up. Hi, Zach Pack. Hey, Sailor Easton. Mm -mm -mm. I appreciate you. I don't know if you meant to say I appreciate you. Erica's face was weird. I think it's a combination of things. I think obviously stress. Um, as we know, stress weighs on people. Um, I think she's definitely gained a little bit of weight, and that's where we're seeing her face a little fuller. What's in your drink? Oh, well, um, I'll share the recipe when I do the actual Halloween Kills party tomorrow. For anyone that's new, I've been crafting up some cocktails with the rosé, and so I crafted this one up. This is a, it's a gin cocktail, gin with the rosé, um, a little egg white to make it, to make it um, foamy at the top some lemon. It's good. I'll, I'll share all of the recipes, but this one's called Goodbye, Kyle. It is delicious. It really is yummy. Um, this is just one of the samples. So obviously the final product will actually look pretty and be pretty and be a good vibe. 
Oh, thank you. More badges. Oh, my God. You guys are so sweet. I love you. Oh, my God. Um, Melly Z27. Three badges. Let's get it, Melly. Get it. Get it. Get it. And and throw them hips, girl. FD Atlanta. Thank you for the three badges. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What city are you in? I am in Los Angeles. That's where I live. Okay, let's look at some of the questions that you guys sent in. Um, what is your Erica stance? Um, interesting question. I feel like my stance continues to evolve week by week. Um, so I will answer that based off of where I am currently at this point in time at the time of the taping. So when it comes to my stance with Erica, I think she is starting to soften up. I think what we saw at the reunion was a bit of that softer side of her. She's starting to own a lot more of her tone deaf behavior that obviously seems to be coming up later in the reunion where they talk about her Instagram posts. Um, My stance is that we have to wait and see how this all plays out. But the more I dig into it, the more I don't think she really knew what was going on with Tom Girardi. I think she became well, she became more aware of it in the recent, like maybe two years. She started to kind of put the pieces together and then realize like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be a part of this anymore. I think she's always known that her husband is a shark. I think she's always known that her husband's been a little shady and has a lot of power and influence and uses that power and influence to benefit their lives lifestyle. I don't think she knew about the orphans and the widows and the burn victims. I don't think that that was something she was fully aware of. I don't like a lot of her behavior, but I think a lot of her behavior is very real and raw and not many of us would act too differently if we were put in that same situation. And that's my honest stance. Aussie Berry, you said you agree with not, not a show for race. Did I say that? I think I've said that there that it is a reality show and I I don't think I don't agree that it's not a show for race but I believe what I said and this was oof, maybe a few weeks ago I believe what I said cuz or actually I'll speak to what my position actually is with this um it's not that it's not a show. For, it's not that housewives and reality TV aren't a show for race. I think race is, should absolutely be, um, or diversity should absolutely be amplified, and we should give people of color more opportunities on television. Absolutely. However, and I think I made this with the comparison to Real Housewives of New York, when you really like change the genre of the show and make it educational versus entertainment and light and levity, you turn people off. So it's not that I personally don't think that it's not a show for race. I just think that when you do it in a way that doesn't feel genuine or that feels very tokenism-ish or that feels like you're forcing a conversation, people tune out of that and they don't tune in to actually learn the lesson that you're trying to teach them. And there are times and places where I think you have more of an audience that's more receptive to it. Obviously, we see that with the reaction from Real Houses of New York, that wasn't the right way to go about it because it turned too many people out. Not enough people were willing to listen to Ebony and truly understand her experience. What they did instead was hate on Ebony and turn on her and not and turn the television off for Real Houses of New York, which I think is unfortunate. I think we should be learning through these experiences. And we learn. I thought Real Houses of Beverly Hills was a great opportunity to learn about culture this season. We saw Garcelle's Haitian dinner. We saw Crystal's Chinese New Year party. Those are great opportunities to teach us about culture and to teach us about diversity and to teach us about race. If it's done well and fits the genre of the show, then I think the audience is receptive to it. Nobody complained about the finale party being Crystal's Chinese New Year. And if they did, then there probably is an element of racism in their heart. But I don't, yeah, that's that's where I stand with that. Um, Sue, I wanted to know what everyone thought of the posts about Crystal. And I have to say, I'm not a PK fan, but I have a renewed respect for him coming to Crystal's defense. I did like him coming to Crystal's defense and I, but I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't for a brief second think, hmm, are you doing this because you know that your wife is likely going to be labeled as racist coming out of this first part of the reunion? I know I'm being very critical of Dorit, um, and I love Dorit, but... Yeah, I can't say that I'm I, I can't 
lie and say that I wouldn't be willing to, um, that that didn't cross my mind. But I did like that he came to Crystal's defense, regardless of the intent, the motivation behind it. I think that it was great that he stood up for Crystal. I think Crystal has taken a lot of heat this season and it's very unwarranted. And I'm happy that people are standing up for her. I think more of the cast should stand up for her. I love seeing their culture. It's so beautiful. I agree. It's something that we're not always exposed to, you know? I feel cheated that I didn't find you sooner. You've got the best, most level-headed voice out there. Listen, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Thank you, Critty Trina. Um, I'm not saying that I'm the most, you know, level-headed person. I've definitely had my moments. I'm sure in this Instagram Live, I've said something stupid or ignorant or offensive to somebody. Um, I'm human, and I try to be the best person I can be every day. That's all I can say. Um, can you send a birthday shout out to my, ooh, to who? To my, oh, to your son, of course. Happy fourth birthday, um, Kavika, Kavaka, Ka, Kavika, Kavika. Happy fourth birthday, Kavika, aloha. I'm saying that because it says aloha right there. Don't say that I'm. Happy fourth birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. One day you'll be drinking and I hope and I'll send you some no filter wine. That didn't rhyme, but I tried. Um, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Wish you many years of lots of fun. Woohoo. That was better. Uh, go to PK's page. You can see what he said. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I like that PK is standing up for... Um, we are in Waikiki. Oh my God, I've never been to Waikiki. I've been to Maui, but I went there when I was like 10 years old and we did like a week in, in Hawaii. Um, but love you. Love. Lots of love to you and your son. Why are you ignoring me? Ansley. Ansley. <laughs> I'm not ignoring you. Um... What did you say? Please, please repeat the question or the comment. Um, Teddy, why is everyone talking about Teddy? Uh, Teddy is coming back. Teddy's coming back. Where did you hear that Teddy is returning? I don't believe Teddy's returning. Teddy's not coming back. I don't believe that that's a real thing. Teddy was seen filming. Oh, but that doesn't mean she's coming back. She may have done a cameo. She filmed more than one cameo this past season, but they didn't air it all. Um, but you don't say anything mean-spirited, which is the difference as some people are so mean. Um, I'm sure I have said things that are mean-spirited um, or that are mean in general. I'm sure I have my moments. You've just caught me on a very good night. Teddy was seen filming. Um, where was she seen filming? Do we have photos? Um, I don't believe Teddy has been greenlit to return to the cast, but I wouldn't be surprised if she has filmed a cameo with Kyle. Do you think Erica is softer on purpose now? Um, yes, but I also think timing goes into it as well. You know, at the beginning of it, you're like a deer in headlights and you're in this fight or flight mode. Um, so I think now is the opportunity. Now it's sinking in a little bit more. Now she's, you know, starting to realize this a little bit more or starting to realize, you know, other people beyond herself. <laughs> Teddy is nice. Why so much hate, ladies? LOL. Um, yeah, I don't understand why people hate Teddy so much. Like, I agree. I think she's kind of boring. But to be fair, she did push forward a lot of storylines in the past, in the recent seasons. Um, practice for court. Practice what for court? Let's see. Uh, M. Jane Francis. Do you think Dorit will return next season? Yeah, I'm, from what I've heard, they have all received a pickup. Uh, their pickup contracts. So unless some of them are not signing their contract, they should all be back. And I don't see why Dorit would not sign on to return. I don't hate Teddy, but she is kind of blah. There's something about her that's just very vanilla. It's very bland. It's very uneventful. And I agree. I think that's, but it's interesting that like people hate you so much for being boring. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge Teddy fan. Like, if she were on the cast right now, I would say the one person that I would fire would be Teddy. You should moonlight as a lawyer. I do. I am a lawyer or on my podcast, or at least I, pre I pretend to be one. 
Ooh, interesting. They all receive pickups, but not all are done negotiating. Yeah, I'm sure some of them. Sorry, that was a text message that I just received from one of my sources. You're hearing that live. Um, yes, I do, which I is to be expected. I would imagine some people are holding out on signing their contracts. I'm curious as to who may be holding out on signing their contract. Who? I'm on episode 15. What is up with Sutton this season? Interesting. Um, yeah, Sutton. Well, okay. So here's the thing about Sutton. Here's the thing with Sutton. Sutton didn't have a diamond coming into the season. If you'll remember, you to shit, Zach, laugh my ass. I love this. Thank you, Marcus. Appreciate that. Sutton didn't have a diamond coming into this season. Sutton was still technically like she had to earn her diamond. So I think that's part of the reason she fought with Crystal so hard. I think that's part of the reason she really dug into the Erica stuff because she was trying to earn that diamond and they didn't actually green light her until the end of the season because she was so involved in the storyline. And at that point, like they kind of, she earned her diamond for sure, but she was definitely trying hard to get it. Do you have Kim will be a friend of this season? Oh, Kim Richards. Um, I have not heard that about Kim Richards. I don't think they're going to give her a diamond. Um, from what I've heard, they're looking at some new faces to bring in as possible friends of Kathy and Sutton were friends of. So yeah, Sutton was working. Yeah. Sutton was working. She earned her diamond. I'll give her that. She definitely earned herself a diamond. But I think that's part of the reason we saw Sutton come so hard is because she was trying to make sure she earned that diamond. She seemed so emotional. No, she didn't, Lori. Who? What What did Lori say? Oh, Kathy didn't. Kathy didn't what? Oh, Kathy didn't earn her diamond. Kathy doesn't want a diamond. There's a difference. Kathy does not want nor does she need a diamond. Kathy is living her best motherfucking life. Aren't Kim and Kyle not talking regularly? I think that was a um, that was a thing. That was a theme between the two of them. Dum 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 bay dum 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 Has anybody listened to the new Adele song because it's fire? I think they want to keep Kim off Bravo while her two sisters are on. I think Kyle said that it would at least be funny to have the three of them on together. Zach watches drinking. Kathy is hilarious. I almost think Andy told Kathy to just do your thing. I read them are all talking now. Yeah, from what I've heard, they are all talking now. They've all they've gone to lunch a few times. Living the life like it's golden. Living their life like it's golden. Oh my god, Adele's song. What is it called? Um, be be easy on me. Oh, so good. Love me some Adele. Love me some Adele. I'm sad Kim's book will not be a thing. I agree, your girl, Mar. I need Kim's book to come out. That's what we really need. More than I need her back on Beverly Hills. I need her. My hair is looking so... I washed my hair today. I'm so excited. Yes, Ron, I'm drinking and talking about my hair. Mm. Um, I saw some of you guys talking about... What were you talking about, Ron Richards, in the chat earlier? It's time for an or what? You guys, why do I always, every, every live, I always have to do an or what? Or what? Or what? You call me a liar again, I'm coming for you. Do you want to get sued? Or what? Or what? You guys realize you're killing my Botox every time you make me do an or what? Or what? Or what? With the teeth. Or what? Okay. Anything else? Um, oh, do we want to... Uh, your face, it's just perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Or what? I do like the scrunchy nose, and then I have Botox where Erica has Botox, so it just all... Love your brows. Yes, I am finally doing... I know a lot of you have asked about doing a... Um, did you see Ronald Richards post yesterday? No, what the fuck did he post now? Um, have asked about the brow tutorial. I got my, my brow guy to do it. I believe it's November 16th or November 17th. I think it's that Wednesday or possibly that Thursday. I think it's that Wednesday. We're going to do an Instagram live where I go in with with brows. Um, I love how Lisa Rinna said, save 
saves all her vintage dresses, right? That's nice. That's a nice little time capsule. It's all the no. It's all in the nose and the teeth. It is. It is November seventeenth. See, Sailor knows it before I even know. November seventeenth. November seventh. Oh, see, Aussie Berry knows. Zach, you should get paid more than Ronald Richards. I don't need the money. He's tweeting about Rinna's paparazzi case. Oh my God, enough, Ronald Richards. Enough. What is there to say? Oh, did Dana thank you? Um, My thank you note must be in the mail. I have not heard a word from Dana Wilkie. And I confirmed that the delivery was, or that the package was delivered on Tuesday. They even have a man that signed for it and everything. What is the new book for book club? Oh, we're doing Not All Diamonds and Rosé. Sorry, I'll post that on Instagram stories with the link to purchase with the Amazon affiliate link. Um, we're doing Not All Diamonds and Rosé. So we won't have book club this upcoming Tuesday because the book comes out this upcoming Tuesday. So people won't have enough time to actually go buy it and then read the first three chapters. So we'll pick up again the following week. So the following week... We will do, not this upcoming Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, we'll do Bravo Book Club again. We'll start with Not All Diamonds and Rosé, and I will compare what we read in Not All Diamonds and Rosé to The Housewives by Brian Moylan. Because as we know, The Housewives was the unauthorized version that Bravo blacklisted, and Not All Diamonds and Rosé was um, signed by Andy Cohen. He It was his imprint that actually published the book. Zach, I told you to just get Ronald Richards some heels and a Bravo skirt. I love that too, Dana. I mean, uh, Norma, that you asked Dana. Norma sent me a screenshot. She went into Dana's YouTube video and asked her if she thanked me for the wine, um, which was amazing. I, I love you, Norma, for doing that. I asked Dana on Adam's show today and had to go before the show ended. Ugh. I want to know what she's telling people because I have not heard a peep out of her. Um, but OK, but I do have to clarify. She's probably going to listen to this because her and Ron Richards love to listen to any time I'd mention them. Um, <laughs> she did DM me and we were talking about how she said that she didn't officially turn down my invite to have her on the show. So let's clarify it. So she didn't say no. So I asked her to, yes, my hands are clean. I sent the wine. I posted the receipts. It was delivered. I confirmed it. I showed it to the Instagram live the other day. My job is done. Um, but so I did ask her to come on my show months ago, right after we did up and Adam, I was like, I would love to have you on my podcast so we can dish on this further. She said no but she said no she's like let's do it when there's something juicy to come up let's do it when there's like a juicy bit of tea for us to talk about and so I was kind of like okay she's like and then she clarified in the in our dms the other day she's like you know I just wanted to wait until there was something juicy because I do a lot of podcasts and I just don't want to recycle or rehash all the same stuff I want to give people something new to talk about and so I was like okay whatever i Saw that as a turn down no, but much like Harry Hamlin deserves the Bolognese, thank you. So do you and your wine. Okay, that's a bit shady, surfer wife. That's a bit shady because I don't think Harry Hamlin necessarily deserved a four. Like she said, thank you to Rinna. It would have been nice if she said thank you to Harry. I actually gave her the free wine that she asked for and, you know. That is funny, though. That was a funny comment. Rate Real Houses of Beverly Hills richest to poorest. Um, richest would be Kathy and Kyle. Then I think, well, it would have been Erica, but now Erica's probably fallen to the bottom of the list. Then I would probably say after Kathy and Kyle would probably be Sutton. After Sutton would maybe be Rinna, only because Rinna has a two-income household and Garcelle's only a one-income household. So I'm sure Rinna and Harry combined make more money collectively. And um, Doree and PK also have a dual household income. So I think at the bottom of the list would probably be Erica and Garcelle because they're the only two with the single income household. After Erica suggested Sutton could be sued for talking about medical stuff, she began inserting alleged to her comments about Tom being unconscious. Coincidence? Interesting point. Very interesting point. Um, 
I also think people were confusing her with saying that she was going to sue Sutton when I think she meant Tom May or his legal team might sue Sutton for saying something negative about him on her show, which is interesting because then she, you're right, then she did started working in alleged and that's probably why. Good point. Good catch. Um... M. Jane Francis, Rena, you, Rena's U-turn last night with Garcelle seemed a bit much and forced. Will their renewed friendship stick? I think it'll have to stick for both of their sakes. It did. It did feel like a U-turn, but it felt like like that was the only thing she could have done. You know what I mean? After Garcelle tried to accuse her of being a racist, like she had to go above and she had to go, you know, above and beyond and perform a little bit to try and debunk that because that's a really big accusation to throw out against somebody. Do you want Dorit for season 12? Of course. I want Dorit all day, every day. Give me Dorit all day, every day. Erica's face looks so different. I agree. I think it was a combination of stress, maybe a little bit of weight gain from COVID. You know, we all gained a little bit of weight from COVID. Her attorney told her to use allegedly. Yeah, I believe her attorney told her she had to say allegedly. That way she wouldn't also be implicated as well. Um, anything else? Is anybody shouldn't Erica be worried about getting sued by him since she's the one that brought him up on the show? Yeah, I agree. I think that's why she started to then use the terms allegedly. I want to read in all four of her languages. Yes. Um, okay, let's talk about Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip because it's coming. It's coming soon. The first three episodes air on Peacock November 18th. Obviously, we saw the trailer. I broke it down on the show earlier this week. Um, but a, a few tidbits of information that I found really interesting about Ultimate Girls Trip is one, they're breaking the fourth wall, which I think is nice. We love when they break the fourth wall. They're talking about their experiences getting cast on the show. They're talking about their experiences as housewives and comparing them to each other, being from different franchises. I actually think that's a really refreshing and nice addition to the show since we didn't really get that from Housewives and that was officially... Um, that was officially fuck. I got a text message and I lost my train of thought. Um, I try to juggle it all. You guys, I really do. But, um, oh yeah, they're breaking the fourth wall, which I think is a nice addition. Cause on housewives, we don't get a lot of that. So that was one interesting tidbit. Um, another thing is each of the ladies plans a day on the trip. So as we know, there are eight housewives or seven housewives over the course of eight days. So every day is planned whatever the activity is, is planned by a different housewife, which I also thought was kind of fun. Um, it'll be interesting to see like what the days plan out. I wonder if that's some of the beef, like Ramona's like, I planned a really good day and Kenya, you planned a, a boring day. And that's when Luann's like, this is why I wrote money can't buy you class. And then that's when it, you know, got into all of it. But yeah, so breaking the fourth wall, each of the lady plans a different day of the trip. We also have real time confessionals. So very Jersey Shore style, you know, whereas when they were filming Jersey Shore back in the day, they were filming the confessionals like the same day or immediately after what was happening. They had the confession room and they would walk into the confession room, confessional room, like while filming was still going on outside. So from what they revealed, like Kyle was like, there's like a time where they had, they made me go and do a confessional and I had my coffee in my hand and my towel wrapped around my hair and I was looking like a hot ass mess. And Melissa said that she was a little litty city for some of her confessionals. So I think that'll be fun. I think that'll be enjoyable. When was that filmed? I believe it was filmed back in April. So the first three episodes air November 18th. And then I would imagine there's probably going to be about three or four more episodes, totaling about six or seven episodes altogether. A lot of people are asking if they had taglines for this new. I don't believe that they will have new taglines that they recorded and will have an opening. I don't believe I don't think so. I may be wrong, but I don't think that they filmed new taglines and new opening credits just for this. I think it'll be similar to what we saw in the trailer. And I, there's definitely not going to be a reunion for this. Come on, you guys. How do they do the regular confessionals? So the regular confessionals, you have a, a confessional day. So you have your film days, and then you have a day where you film confessionals. And sometimes they're, I think more and more they're being done in the studio, but before they were filmed in the ladies' actual homes. But now I think they are filmed either on a green screen or with a printout of their house in the back in the background. But those are usually films like... 
throughout the duration of filming, but not immediately after things are being filmed. So, yeah. They have like a full day where they just like spend the day or hours just answering questions about things that have happened in the show throughout the duration of filming. If you were to remove one of the housewives, who would you remove? Um, for in overall, in general, what do you mean? I would probably remove. Good point. Good point. Good point. Um, I think Robin Dixon on Potomac is a little uneventful. I've heard some of the confessionals can be filmed up to like a month later. Is that true? Yeah, they're filmed like way like some of them are filmed. Like I'm surprised at how well some of these women are able to remember some of these things. Like I wonder if they have snippets or clips of footage that they're like, oh, do you remember when this happened? Or do you remember what was said here? Or if these women are operating purely off of um, memory. Hopefully we'll get into that more in Dave Quinn's book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé, since he actually got Housewives to be interviewed, to interview with him for the book. Whereas on, in The Housewives by Brian Moylan, he, the the Housewives were told not to speak to him. They were specifically told they were not allowed to speak to him. Even Erica wasn't allowed to speak to Brian Moylan, and Brian Moylan co-authored Erica Jane's book, Pretty Mess. Okay, we're at the one hour mark, so we need to wrap. Uh, Madison LaCroix also got engaged. Cute for her. She's engaged to a guy named Brett. They've only been dating for six months, which I found very interesting. Um, And I guess, you know, she had to find somebody new now that A-Rod stopped responding to her DMs. Wonder what we'll get to see of their relationship on Southern Charm next season. We shall see. I'd love... um, Gina has a relatable story. Gina from OC. I mean, I guess, but do we want our housewives to be more relatable or more aspirational? Yes, Madison's fiance is very hot. I've heard from a Vanderpump Rules producer on another podcast that they only use clips one time and they had totally changed his responses to things. Oh yeah, they do that all the time. They will chop up five sentences into like one sentence. Happens all the time. Um, I need to go back to bed. It's like 4.30 a.m. Oh, my God. Aussie, why are you awake right now? Please don't tell me you woke up just for me. That's so sweet. What about Winterhouse? I'm looking forward to Winterhouse. I think Winterhouse is going to be really good. Uh, Confidence by Quinn. Do you agree with Amber Tamblin saying Erica has shown signs of abuse? She thinks she will tell soon. Um, interesting point. That's the first time I'm hearing it. What did you think about Megan King's new husband? Um... I don't know how to pronounce his name properly. Um, Amber Tamblin saying that Erica may have been abused. Possibly. I've never thought about that, to be honest with you. Um, But that would be a really good talking point for her to bring up in her future book. I'm pretty sure that may be a thing that she talks about. And then what a dink! another woman that's been abused that Ronald Richards has badgered in the media. Yeah, I agree, Sue. It would likely be verbally abused. I don't think she was like physically abused or sexually abused by Tom. But I wouldn't be surprised. I know I had Dr. V on my podcast and we talked about trauma bonding. That was really big. So, possible. Thank you so much, my life, Easton Z. My life, Easton Z, thank you for the three badges. Critty Trina, thank you for the three badges. So sweet. Love you guys. Look at you. Looking so hot. Gossip in a glass, dropping three badges. Yes, gossip in a glass. I hope you're ready for book club, and I hope you come ready to dominate. You won, what, three weeks in a row? And then you're slacking, girl. You need to get on it, gossip. Hockty Berry Hill. Thank you for the three badges, Hockty Berry Hill. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Maybe it's hot tea, like hot tea, but hot tea. Colleen, Colleen coming in with the two badges plus one. Colleen's like, hold up, wait a minute. I'm not just going to give two badges. Colleen Brick came in with another badge. Thank you, Colleen. FD Atlanta, thank you for the three badges. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Karen Voss, number one. Karen Voss, one. Thank you for the two badges. You guys are so sweet tonight. Love you guys. 
You always make my night so special. I had to let other people win. I agree, gossip. You're you had to be the the nice, generous one. You couldn't just dominate every week. I think Summer House will be good too. Oh, thank you four two five Vanessa four twenty five Vanessa. Thank you for the two badges, Norma Maldonado. Thank you for the two badges. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, Tina Marie, you did win on Tuesday. I made sure your sweater was sent out. Tina, you're the first person to get that sweater because the merch hasn't even officially launched yet. So you're going to be one of the first person to ever be rocking that sweater. The merch will officially launch next month in November. We're going to have four pieces of merch. A hat, a tank top, a shirt, and a pullover sweater. All right, shall we wrap? Thank you, guys. I had so much fun with you guys tonight. And yes, um, merch does ship internationally. So I know the wine shipping, that's been an issue because we only ship in the United States. Merch will be shipped internationally. Uh, I want to see Zach during a reunion. Zach will be the best dress for sure. Oh, you know it. I'm doing my Halloween Kills watch party tomorrow. And I may have invited you know who. Um, And so I need to look hot for tomorrow. Like I need to make sure my ass looks like juicy and like, you know, you want to take a bite of it. What am I drinking? This is my cock. This is a, a cocktail that I crafted called Goodbye Kyle for my Halloween Kills watch party tomorrow night. So I need to make sure I look extra hot and extra fly. Um, I'm not going to get late. What time is tomorrow's watch party? Um, it's not a public watch party. It's a private watch party here in my apartment. Um, but it'll be tomorrow night, tomorrow evening. He better come um, to the party or come in bed with me. He better come, just not inside me. That was a dirty joke. Okay, we need to wrap. We need to wrap. Now you know I'm getting Liddy City when I start making jokes about coming inside me. Thank you guys for listening tonight. Need to do some squats and get them pumps. Oh, trust me. I already have my morning workout booked for tomorrow. Um, I wish I could tune in. Maybe I'll do an, well, here's the thing. We've already gone live so many times this week already. I don't know if I can do another live. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> I don't know about after part. Well, I guess maybe we'll do an after party. Do we want to, maybe we'll do an after party. Ugh, fuck. You guys always make me do after parties. All right. We will do after party. You know, the drill, go over to just plain Zach, follow me there. I do after parties there. Those don't get saved or published anywhere. So what you get is what you get. And it sometimes it will, maybe now that I'm drinking and already talking about coming inside me, it'll get a little naughty. Um, thank you guys for listening to hashtag or well, yeah, it's hashtag no fields with Zach Peter. That's the name of my podcast. Thank you. If you're watching this on the YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, leave me a comment, letting me know what you thought. Do you hate me? Do you think I'm a total, you know, racist bigot now? Or did you agree with some of my points? I'm always willing to have an open dialogue with all of you. So please weigh in in the comments. Let me know what you thought. Let me know who you want to see cut from this, the Beverly Hills cast for next season. Do you agree that it should be Dorit, if anybody? It breaks my heart to say that because you know I love her. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. That's my personal account. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. And know that we go live every Tuesday nights for book clubs and every Thursday nights for tea time. So tonight is Thursday. We are taping this. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching a rebroadcast on Friday morning, but I am right there in the live chat with you and I hope you are enjoying it. Cheers, my dears. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Let me know if you're watching Halloween Kills this weekend because I know I am. Friday night, I'm having my watch party. I'll be sure to document it all on Instagram too. I'll share the cocktails. Tonight, I'm drinking um, Goodbye, Kyle, since we know Kyle's going to end up dying in the movie. But thank you guys. Love you. Mean it. Ciao for now.